The Plumley Pod, episode 62. Prepare to lift the lid on all things education, not indoctrination. Your voice of reason for home education. The Plumley Pod. Hello and welcome to the Plumley Pod. I'm your host, Sarah Plumley, and it's been another one of those weeks. Can't you just wait? Can't you just wait until I arrive saying, hip, hip, hooray, hip, hip, hooray, something good's happened. No, no, it's not like that. It's not like that at the moment, is it? No, 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 and no. I'm particularly gloomy this morning. So if you're not feeling good, You might want to delay listening to this until a little bit later on when you're feeling better. What's happened? Well, I've been watching James Corbett of The Corbett Report. He has a wonderful website. I'm sure many of you know it. He's also got a presence on Odyssey. That's O-D-Y-S-E-E, odyssey.com. And his channel is called The Corbett Report Official L-B-R-Y Channel. The Corbett Report Official L-B-R-Y Channel. His handle is at Corbett Report. I watched the episode. I've been watching James Corbett for many, many years. I find his work detailed. I love that he always has super long links and many, many alternate places to research in his show notes. I find him very thorough and very credible. And I often point people towards him who are struggling with their history studies, because obviously history not being what we've been told by any stretch of the imagination, it's quite difficult if you want to try to learn facts and figures, real facts and figures from our actual history. Anyway, I find his work thorough, but this week I watched his show and it was called I Read Evil Noah Harari's Book, So You Don't Have to. Whoopsie, did I say that wrong? Evil Noah Harari? Oh, sorry, it's Yuval Noah Harari. My apologies. Maybe I was right the first time, hey? Anyway, this creature, this evil Noah Harari, I'm sure that many of you will have heard of him and many of you will know exactly who I'm talking about. Some of you, even if you think you don't know the name, you will know who this creature is. He's the one who basically says that, you know, there's a whole bunch of humans who are useless, worthless. These are the words he actually uses and we have him on video saying these things. He says, oh, there'll be enough food because we can make food, we can create food, we have the technology. But the problem of the future is what to do with these useless people. And his idea, his solution, again, this is on videotape. If you watch James Corbett's report this week, I think it was October 2nd, yes, 2nd of October, I read evil Noah Harari's book so you don't have to. He actually shows you these video clips so you can verify for yourself what I'm saying. He actually proposes video games and drugs. Yep. This creature, he's like the high priest or the court jester, perhaps, to the World Economic Forum. He's supposed to be Klaus Schwab's right-hand man. Careful how you say that. And Barack Obama's favorite author. I mean, goodness me, could you think of a worse endorsement for your book than that? Well, anyway, this evil Noah Harari actually goes around proposing video games and drugs. That's what he wants to do with your children. Yeah, he wants them hooked up to video games and on drugs to placate them, to pacify them. Because in his future, his warped, twisted version of the future, this freak says that, you know, computers will be in charge and we won't need humans. Humans will be superfluous. I think he actually uses the word superfluous as well. Uh, Don't quote me on that one. You'll have to go check me out on that. But he definitely says worthless, 
fancy calling human beings worthless. We've heard that kind of language before. And shouldn't he know better? Go and research where evil Noah Harari's from. You go and research that, and you tell me whether or not this guy should know better than to call human beings worthless. Hmm? I'm going to have to leave that one there before I get properly annoyed. But anyway, what a horrible book. He's written a book called Homo Deus because he thinks that humans are going to become like deity, like gods. What an absolute creature. This is what I mean when I start having a go at big tech. This is precisely why he's pretty much the epitome of everything I loathe and detest about technology, big tech, and the attitude of the people in charge of it. To me, they are anti-human in a very, very big way. I'm very deeply, deeply unhappy with many of the things that are written in this book. I'm very grateful to James Corbett because I really don't think I could stomach that book. It would end up on the, uh, the November bonfire, that's for sure. I don't believe in burning books, but I'm not sure I could tolerate this creature's musings. Fancy having a solution to a large population being video games and drugs. What kind of aspiration is that? Does anybody have a child and think, oh, what do I want for their future? Video games and drugs. Really? Just what a piece of work. What an absolute piece of work. Anyway, I don't want to give any more of my energy or attention to that creature. I think it's probably not healthy, but I did want to highlight it to you. If you haven't seen James Corbett's take a part of this creature's book, I read Evil Noah Harari's book, so you don't have to. I do recommend it. You can find it on Odyssey for free at the Corbett Report's official channel or at the Corbett Report's own website, corbettreport.com. So get yourself over there, and there's loads of great stuff. If you haven't discovered James Corbett yet, then you're in for a real treat. Good. All right. So what else has happened this week? Well, 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 I dropped in to Posey Parker's Turf Talk Tuesday. Yeah, Turf Talk. I had to look up what a turf was a little while back. I saw this slur being bandied about on the internet and social media, anti-social media, I should say. Turf, T-E-R-F. And I'm like, what's a turf? I think I'd seen it, something to do with J.K. Rowling. She'd upset some of those freaks with the blue hair and the bull rings through their noses. You know, those delightful creatures. They're creatures as well, aren't they? It's all about creatures this morning. Isn't that funny? Anyway, this turf business, I looked it up, and turf apparently stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminist. I better do that one again, hadn't I, as it's a Sunday morning. Trans-exclusionary radical feminist be honest with you, I still went, what the F that means? I looked up the definition and still wasn't quite sure what that was. So I broke it down, trans-exclusionary, so you're excluding trans people, and then radical feminist tagged on there, just cause, I suppose. Anyway, Posey Parker is a women's rights activist. Her real name's Kelly J. Keene, and she's the one who's been going all over the world shouting that women should be allowed to speak, let women speak, and her basic premise is get your didgeridoo out of my women's bathroom or locker room or changing room. That's pretty much what she exists for. She says that these so-called trans rights are actually just bullying women, are removing women's right to practice sports in a safe and fair environment. And I would absolutely support her on that. It's getting to the point of allowing people who still have a penis, that's like a man. Do you remember when we used to call people with penises, men. Yep. <laughs> Not all men are created equally mined, are they, ladies? But anyway, I mean that in every sense of the sentence. But these creatures are going into women's bathrooms. And we know that a percentage of them are rapists. And that's not just speculation. We know this because what's happening is some men 
are being sent to prison, convicted of rape. They are then deciding to identify as a female and getting moved to women's prisons. And they're raping women in women's prisons. Yep, you heard that correctly. Check it out. That's happened in the United Kingdom. It's happened in Canada and it's happened in the USA as well. And there are probably other places. Those are just three to the best of my knowledge. So Posey Parker, Kelly J. Keene has got a lot to complain about. And I think it's great that she's brave enough to be that vocal about something that's clearly very dear to the evil anti-human agenda. This LGBTQ fuck thing. Sorry, sorry. I I must have put too many letters on the end of that. I'll try better. The LGBTQ fuck thing is an agenda. It's not about people who identify as lesbian, gay, bi, trans. Oh, I did quite well there. I got a few of them out, didn't I? It's not about those people at all. Some of those people are stupid enough to believe it is about them, but it isn't. It's not about you at all. It's about the destruction of Western culture, Western civilization, you might go as far to say. I I don't think the world will end because there are too many Muslims in Christian countries. I think the Western world will fall because everybody's waving the rainbow flag. It's just the flag of the Fourth Reich, as far as I'm concerned. I think Lawrence Fox was bang on when he managed to make a swastika out of the LGBTQ fuck flag. Brilliant. Great job. Well done. I think I'm crediting the right man. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure Mr. Fox, the fantastic Mr. Fox, had something to do with that. Good on him. What a coincidence that it just happens to make a swastika if you arrange it in a certain formation. Isn't that a coincidence? Yes. Well, anyway, I popped into Posey Parker's Turf Talk Tuesday. She was on fire. She was angry. She was very angry. She was raging about men being allowed. Oh, sorry, trans women. Yeah, men. I was right the first time. Men being allowed on women's wards in hospital and in particular in mental health units. So many women who have been traumatized by experiences with men perhaps have been victims of violence or sexual violence. They go to these mental health units to help themselves recover. And what do you find on your ward? A man. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. You couldn't make it up, could you? You could not make it up. But anyway, she was raging about that. I have to say, I thought it was only okay. Turf Talk Tuesday, we took a little Gorilla Ed field trip there. Normally, I'm live on Tuesday nights teaching something or running a workshop or a training session. Or perhaps we have a guest lecturer in or a guest professor in on a Tuesday to teach us about something that I haven't learned yet. Very exciting. But this week we chose to go to Turf Talk Tuesday and see what it was all about. We watched live on YouTube. And yeah, I thought she did well. I think she's very brave. But you can tell there's a butt coming on you. I am disappointed. And I'm, I'm not just being miserable. I was disappointed. And I was disappointed because I noticed that the kind of people she's attracting, the people in the chat weren't that smart. They were averagely intelligent, maybe some of them a little bit above, some of them definitely a bit below average intelligence. The awakening level is very low to zero. I think the only awake people at Turf Talk Tuesday were probably my gorilla edders. The awake, I don't mean awake as in, you know, we've reached the pinnacle. I'm just saying people who are awakening somewhat to the scam that is pretty much the whole world around us. There wasn't a lot of that in Posey Parker's chat with her people. And the phone in, I thought, was pretty weak. There's some people who well, frankly, I, I think she was very kind and very nice to them and very supportive, but I'm not sure I'd want to be wasting my time with a phone-in of that caliber. And I know that sounds awfully harsh, but go listen yourself and check out the kind of thought processes. And then came the big one, then came the real disappointment. Posey Parker's solution is to launch a political party. Uh, it's going to be called the Party of Women, P-O-W, the Party of Women. 
And her fans, her super fans who were at this live stream, were very excited about it. And I can understand that, but come on, come on, Kelly J. Keene. You really think there's a political solution to this tyranny all around us? I just don't think that the big picture is being thought about or looked at there either. And I was gutted because she is very brave. She's put herself right in harm's way. Some of these trans people, particularly the supporters of trans people who aren't necessarily trans themselves, extremely violent, very happy to hit women, push women around. Look at how some of these trannies treated Billboard Chris. You know, Billboard Chris from Canada, the brave father who walks around educating the world that children cannot consent to have their bits cut off. I mean, you wouldn't have thought that that was particularly controversial, would you? You know, children cannot consent. You know, so why are they having puberty blockers? You know, they know not what they do kind of thing. Anyway, the way in which I've seen him treated, physically assaulted, the police, of course, do nothing. And that doesn't matter whether the police are in Ireland, the police are in Canada, America. It's the same everywhere. So I I really don't understand that Posey Parker, a.k.a. Kelly J. Keene, has clearly been at the broken end of a bottle. You can see that she's been in genuinely dangerous situations if you watch video footage back. Particularly, I'm referring to New Zealand. The way she was treated in some parts of New Zealand was absolutely disgusting. I think that was the famous or the infamous tomato soup incident for those who know a little bit about Posey Parker. You can check her out on YouTube, Kelly J. Keen. She's fairly prominent. Another way to find her is searching for Let Women Speak. Let Women Speak is another of her things. You know, I like her. I think she's brave. But I'm just worried about this political party thing. Like, what do you think you're going to do by making another political party? We have a first-past-the-post system. That's, in my opinion, exactly designed to ensure that the people never get who they want. (laughs) You can have red or blue. You can have Pepsi or Coke. They're your choices, Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, the choice is there is no choice. That's the point. And pretty much Pepsi and Coke these days. In fact, there's more difference between Coca-Cola and Pepsi than there is between the current so-called Conservative Party and the current so-called Labour Party, isn't there? Let me back up what I'm saying with some statistics, because I know you guys don't just like ranting and raving. You want some proper stats and proper stuff to back this up. So I took a look at the by-election results from the 20th of July, 2023. These are the most recent by-elections in the UK. And it caught the headlines a little bit because Uxbridge was the seat that Boris Johnson, the former UK prime minister, joke minister, that's the seat that he was vacating. Hence, uh, you probably heard about that. But there were two other by-elections that day. And I'm just going to dig into that a little bit. So I've gone to parliament.uk and I'm on a page called slash business slash news. Interesting. I'll leave it in the, it's a quite a long URL, so I'll leave it in the description. So we're looking at the new MPs elected at the July by-elections, and it's quite interesting, revealing, slash tragic. Check this out. So if you add together, this is Uxbridge now, the Uxbridge by-election, if you add together the Conservative Party votes poll and the Labour Party votes poll, that gets you 27,435. Now, unfortunately, I haven't had time to find the voting population. The people who are eligible to vote in Uxbridge, I have no idea. What I know is that 27,435 people showed up to vote for either Conservatives or Labour. So the total number of people who actually turned out to vote was 30,925. That's 3,925. So 27,435 out of 30,925, that's almost 89%, voted Labour or Conservative. So you've just lived through three years of communism, 1984 style, right? Where you have 
an alleged Conservative Party in power, with an OK majority, and on the other side of the bench, this so-called other party, I just call it the uni party these days, because red, blue, same, Pepsi, cola. There's more difference between Pepsi and cola than there is between Labour and Conservative these days. You've got Sir Queer Starmer. Oh, goodness me, Sir Queer Starmer? No, Sir Keir. I apologise, getting all my names mixed up this morning. You've got Keir Starmer giving it, oh, let's lock down harder, faster, longer. You should have made it more draconian. Uh-huh, that's his solution. Yeah, so you can have communist tyranny or you can have it quicker, longer, harder, faster. They're your choices. There are no choices. And anyway, this is what the British population, if if Uxbridge is representative, and hopefully it's not, and I have some interesting data which might suggest that perhaps Uxbridge is not representative of the country, but can you see that? 89% have learned nothing. 89% of the people who bothered to turn out and vote voted for Labour or Conservative. The winner of the seat was Conservative, a guy called Steve Tuckwell. He got 13,965 votes. I had more people come and watch me run the line at flipping Coventry City in the Women's FA Cup final than that, Mr. Tuckwell. And you're now a member of Parliament, are you? How lovely. Bet you feel you deserve that. The 14,000 people voted for you. Goodness me. Is that what it's like? Is that what this is? Like I said, I don't know what the potential voting population for Uxbridge is, but I suspect it's more than 30,925. What are we saying here? Well, what I'm saying is that about 11% of the country have voted something other than Labour or Conservative. So what does that tell you about our political system and the intelligence or the awareness or the awakening of the average person in the UK if Uxbridge is representative? It's a tragedy. Might as well give up now. How can another political party be the solution? Interestingly, this was the by-election in which Lawrence Fox threw his hat in the ring. Lawrence Fox of the Reclaim Party, I already mentioned him this morning. He got 714 votes. He came fourth behind the Green Party, who got 893 votes. And then the Lib Dems came in fifth with 526 votes. I mean, people are nowhere. There were one, two, three, as far as I can see, four independent candidates who got between eight votes. Yeah, that's just eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think I could get more than eight votes as a chance. Another guy got 91. I think the highest ranked independent got 208 votes. So all of these so-called alternative media outlets that are telling you to vote independent, let's get rid of these two major parties. Let's get rid of party politics. What are they talking about? Eight people agreed with them. (laughs) All right, if you add it all together, maybe there's three, four hundred people there. But there's nothing. You've got 13,965 sheepletards voting for Coca-Cola and 13,470 voting for Pepsi. Actually, I should have said the other way around because Coca-Cola has like a red branding in its colours. So 13,470 Labour Coca-Cola and Pepsi, conservative, more blue colours, 13,965. You just can't compete with that number of sheeple, can you? That's crazy. Anyway, I have kept saying that that's only Uxbridge, so don't cry yet, don't turn off, don't lose all hope, but let's do some more damage to our so-called democratic electoral system while we're here, shall we? So this is the by-election from the same day, the 20th of July, 2023, from Selby, and Labour won that one, so Coca-Cola won, with 16,456 votes, and Pepsi, the Conservatives, came second with 12,295. The Greens came third, for those who are interested, with 1,838. The Reform Party stood at that particular one, and that's one, two, three, four, five. They came sixth behind the Lib Dems, even. Oh, dear. 
with 1,332. So all these people, Reclaim, Reform, Heritage, this other women's party, the party of women that Posey Parker's on about forming. I mean, come on. Here we go. The official Monster Raving Looney Party got 172 votes in that one in Selby, in the Selby by-election. I mean, come on. The highest ranked independent was just below reform. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They came seventh and they got 342 votes. One, two, three, four, five, six. They came seventh. The highest ranked independent came seventh with 342 votes. I don't think this voting independence working to you, ladies and gentlemen. So why are we being told by some of the most intelligent alt-media outlets that that's what we should be doing? I quite frankly think it's bollocks. Yes, I said it. Sorry, I know it's a Sunday morning, but it's time to start calling a spade a shovel, isn't it? Or at least a spade a spade. Let's check it out then, Selby. So in Selby, a total of 28,751 people voted either Coca-Cola or Pepsi. They voted Labour or Conservative. That's 80.3%. 80%. Four out of five people who bothered to vote in Selby voted Pepsi or Coke. Right? They voted Labour Conservative, effectively the uni party as far as communist tyranny is concerned. Right? What is the point? What is the point? 35,807 people showed up, I think. Very hard. I had to calculate these myself because even though this is like the UK Parliament's website, I wasn't very impressed with the, well, there are no features to have a look at the data and add data. and You have to like make a note and use your own calculator. No expense spared there, huh? We pay for this as well. Disgraceful. We pay for this with our taxes. Anyway, that was Selby. So it's pretty miserable, isn't it? Uxbridge, you've got 89%, just under 89% voting Coke or Pepsi. And in Selby, you've got 80% voting Coke or Pepsi. Last one, we had a third by-election. I didn't know about this one at all until I looked it up today. That was 20th of July again, 2023. Somerton. Interestingly, it wasn't Coke or Pepsi that won. It was Liberal Democrats, though. So don't get too excited. They polled twice as well as any other party, actually. 21,187 went to the Liberal Democrat winner. Conservatives, Pepsi, got 10,179. And Coca-Cola came one, two, three, well, came fifth. <laughs> Labour came fifth. Coca-Cola came fifth with 1,009 votes. However, the highest ranking independent came sixth with 635. This vote independent thing is not going to work in a first-past-the-post system. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, do you? Anyway, interestingly, in this Somerton by-election, 11,188 voted Coke or Pepsi. That's Labour or Conservative, Coke or Pepsi. Out of 38,788 people who turned out to vote altogether. So that was only 29% rounded. 29%, 28 28.8%, 29% of people in Somerton voted Coke and Pepsi. Now that's quite exciting, isn't it? On the one hand, you know, that the majority of people did not vote Coke or Pepsi. The problem is they voted Lib Dem. Well, what, what would that be the equivalent of, you know, Sainsbury's own cola, um, Tesco's own cola? I don't know, but it, it's not very different, is it? Are Lib Dems promising anything radical, like anything that's anti-communist tyranny next time there's a scamdemic or something? I doubt it very much. Isn't it wonderful how you can twist and manipulate data? If I'd started this section by talking about the Somerton by-election, I could say, woohoo! Only 29% of sheepletards who voted, voted Coke or Pepsi. Woohoo! Wouldn't that be great if that was the national picture? Well, it would be great if that was the national picture. Was the party of choice not the third large, supposedly the third 
most likely to be elected. Let's face it, Liberal Dems did have a coalition with the Conservatives a few years back. Other than that, not a huge history, perhaps, of total power. You'd have to go back quite a long way to find that. Pretty much it's Labour or Conservative that gets a majority in Parliament. And how sad that the party that won there was Liberal Democrat. So what I'm really trying to say is, again, there was a reform candidate who stood there. Reform UK came forth with 1,303 votes. The Independent got half of that 635 that stood there. Guys, 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 it's just, I'm sorry. I don't understand how some of the most intelligent so-called alt-media people are telling us to persevere with this political system. It's bent, it's rotten, it doesn't work. We've got no chance of having anybody that we respect or want or like elective because the vast majority of sheepletards are still arguing over Coca-Cola or Pepsi when you shouldn't be drinking either of it. You should be drinking filtered water, beautifully filtered tap water. If you filter it, it's perfect, perfect thing. Quenches your thirst, it was made by God, and you don't have to drink evil chemicals that you don't know what they are. But still, no, everyone is still voting for Coke or Pepsi And there doesn't really seem to be a whole lot we can do about it. So I'm very sorry, Kelly J. Keane. I do like you. I think you're brave. I like a lot of what you say about these trans rights are just there to eliminate women's rights that have been fought for for a very long time. You know, I'm no feminist, let alone a radical one. God forbid. If I had to describe myself in that regard, I would say recovering from feminism. I don't think it's done as a whole pile of good, especially the, is it the third or fourth wave of feminism that was supposedly on by now? I don't think we're the good kind. I really don't. So I I don't, I'm not in that team. And I'm certainly not a radical feminist. Good God, no. I don't recognize any of that. But I, whilst I think that this trans agenda is to get rid of women because women can be quite ballsy and they can stand up and make a hell of a fuss, can't they? Look at how many of the women, the mama bears, behaved during the COVID scandemic. They were the ones kicking off about the muzzling of children. They were the ones refusing to wear muzzles in supermarkets. There was more women refusing to wear muzzles than men. I don't have stats on that. It's just what I observed. In the UK, I saw a lot more women saying, no, we're not having it than men, which is frankly stunning. But in any case, you know, this trans stuff has come in at just the right time to knock down strong women. Very, very hard for a woman to physically remove a man from a bathroom, from a toilet, from a restroom, isn't it? Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't care if it's wearing a dress. It's still a man. It's been through puberty as a man. It's as strong as a man. I don't care how many hormones they've been injecting into themselves. It's very, very difficult for a real woman to throw a biological man out of a restroom. Anyway, sorry it's not better news, but it's better than having your hopes and dreams smashed to pieces. You've got a bunch of people here that are going to vote for the party of women if it eventually gets off the ground, Posey Parker's party. But it's going to come to what? A hill of beans. A hill of beans. You're unlikely to get even one MP elected, just ask Heritage, Reform, Reclaim, any of those other parties that you might have heard of recently. Very hard to even get one MP. Then what's your one MP going to do exactly when most of the rest of the country have voted in MPs that are either from the party of Coca-Cola or from the party of Pepsi? What are you actually going to do when you get there? I really don't think this is being thought through properly, or perhaps it's because maybe it is being thought through and actually these people are not who they say they are. I don't know. How can I possibly say? But there's clearly something wrong when you've got highly intelligent, highly articulate people in the alt media telling us that we ought to be writing to our MPs, that we ought to vote for the independent candidates. What's that going to do? What is that going to do, gentlemen and ladies? Seriously, just turn the pages of history, particularly the past three, four, five decades. 
What good has it done? I see no evidence of this helping whatsoever. Anyway, I thought I'd add together the results of the three by-elections. The total number of people that voted in any of the three by-elections was 105,520. 105,520. 67,000 of them, 67,374. 67,374. That's about 64% voted Coke or Pepsi. (laughs) So even if we take the little bit of hope from Somerton and add it together with Selby and Uxbridge, it's still 64% of the country voting Coke or Pepsi trapped in the left-right, one-zero, red-blue paradigm. And if I included the Liberal Dems in that kind of Pepsi-Cola thing, then it's a disaster. It's a complete disaster, I'm sorry to say. So I've been banging on about this for ages. There is not a peaceful political solution. We're not going to be able to take back Parliament any more, the people of the UK, the real people, any more than we can take back the institutions like the schools. Yes, the indoctrination centres, they're gone. They're taken over. You're being encouraged to stand for the school board. Well, we don't actually have school boards in the UK, actually. You can be on the board of governors, though. We call it the board of governors rather than a school board. And you'll get precisely nothing achieved. At best, you might be able to buffer or slow down some of the tyranny. But by the way, governors of schools are not in charge. The governors are still governed in effect. The school is still controlled by the local authority. And who controls the local authority in which that school resides? The Department for Education. Who controls the Department for Education? Well, we've talked about that this morning. Either Coca-Cola or Pepsi does, right? Sorry, sorry if I'm smashing your dreams and hopes and illusions, but I think it's better to do it now and have a real solution than faff around and chase our tails. Clearly, the powers that ought not to be the hierarchy enslaving us, the hierarchy enslaving you, they are very happy for all of these political parties to sprout up the further illusion of choice, right? The further illusion of choice. Like George Carlin says, you have no choice. They own you. Yeah, spot on, George. Thank you. So what am I proposing then? I'm giving you the doom and the gloom. I'm giving my Eeyore podcast this morning, the gloomy, pessimistic thing. No, I have a solution. I actually have a solution. It's peaceful. You know, no violence required. It's legal. It's thoroughly enjoyable. And it's, of course, to remove your children from the indoctrination centers. Taking your child out of school or your children out of school is the very definition of peaceful mass non-compliance. It's only mass if lots of people do it, yeah. But there's always pioneers. There's always people who have to do it first before masses will follow. Masses are sheep, remember? Remember? Masses are sheep. They will follow and do what they think the majority are going to do. So ignore them. You're an army of one. Get your child out of the indoctrination centers. Take a pay cut. I don't care. Downsize your house. Stop going on too many foreign holidays. You're going to get stopped from that anyway soon because of the climate hoax, the climate change cartel, the climate change lies. They're going to stop you anyway. Stop getting a new car, downsize your house and put priorities in order. Children come first. The psychology and the education of your children comes first. The reason we get people still voting Pepsi and Cola after three years of absolute outright communist tyranny is because of the education system. It's not educating your children. It's indoctrinating them. That's where all these sheeple-tarded voters come from, the Coke-Pepsi paradigm voters. That's where they're made. Sheeple are made in schools. And you say, oh, well, when they get home, we talk to them and they're not being brainwashed. They're not turning trans. Well, that's nice for you. But have your children learned about the Irish potato famine that wasn't? Yeah, where the English crown stole their food, starved and was genociding the Irish. No, of course your children haven't learned that. 
Had they learned about the lies of the weapons of mass destruction that never were in Iraq? Of course not. Of course they haven't. And you know what's even worse than that? They're not actually learning how to add, subtract, multiply and divide properly anymore. They're not learning their ABCs. They don't know the difference between two, two and two. They don't know the difference between your and your. I have the evidence. They can't even use capital letters and full stops. Capital letters at the start of a sentence, full stops at the end of a sentence. These are 16-year-olds taking their national exams. They are the top third, supposedly, in terms of intelligence in our country, and they cannot get the basics right. Your children are not being educated. They are being indoctrinated. And this is where sheepletards come from. Sheepletards are made in schools. So take away their source material. Take away the state's raw material. The state's raw material is the children, the minds of the children. And they get them for five, six, seven hours a day, five days a week, 39 weeks a year, approximately, depending on where you are. And they get them for the best hours of the day. Your children, depending on age and on average, will be at their best between roughly 10 a.m. and 3, 4 p.m., precisely when you're not with them, basically, when they're with the indoctrinators. And I'm not saying that all teachers are bad, but how teachers can hold their head up when children can no longer add, subtract, multiply, and divide, they don't know their times tables, they can't use correct spelling, punctuation, and grammar anymore. Children are spending longer and longer in school, and they know less. Your children know less right now than you did at that age. Think about that. How is that possible? Your children right now are dumber than you were at that age. And that be, won't be true for everybody listening to this, but that'll be true for the vast majority of people. You can see it in national examinations over the decades. You can see it in the Instagram posts and the spelling of our young people. You can see it in their complete lack of ability to handle money and give you change. They have to look at their electronic devices to figure out how to give change from a £10 note for £6.60 or whatever, right? You can see it. Just look. Stop denying it. You're pretending that your children are receiving some kind of education, some kind of academically rigorous education. You're joking. You're absolutely joking. You can't have listened to me for longer than five minutes if you still think that's true or watched any of my videos where I show you the actual screenshots from real GCSE examinations. I've done that for you. I've taken that information anonymously and carefully and with respect and care. However, I've saved it. I've screenshot it for you so you can see just how appalling academic standards truly are in these UK indoctrination centres. They are not schools. They might once have been schools. They might have taught you good things, but your children are more stupid than you were at that age. And yet, your children have more access to information than ever before. In my house, when I was growing up, we moved out of a council flat into a council house. We didn't have any encyclopedias. We couldn't even afford secondhand ones, right? There was no internet back then because it was the olden days. Do you remember when dinosaurs roamed the earth? Just kidding. Yes, I had no encyclopedias at all. There was no internet. So basically, with my homework from my secondary school, I was screwed because I didn't have any access to information. Children now, in the palm of their hands with their so-called smartphones, which are making them dumb. Yeah, the phone is smart, but your child who has one is dumb. They've got the whole, pretty much the whole of humankind's information, algorithms, anything that humanity has learned that's of any use, pretty much not everything. Of course, not everything. There is hidden information. There is forbidden academics that we're not allowed to learn. But there's a huge pile of information there in the palm of their hand that they have access to. All of humankind's learning that we are aware of is in those smartphones. You can go onto the internet and find out almost anything. And yet the children are dumber than ever. Dumber than a box of frogs. Stop it. Stop it now. Get your children out of the indoctrination centers. Allow me to help you. Three times a year, I run a course called Rescue Your 
children. That's Rescue Your Children. It's on my website, sarahplumley.com. Not my Substack. No, Substack's where the podcast comes out. Substack's where I put my articles and links and where I invite you to some training courses on my own website, my own domain, sarahplumley.com. You can find a page called Rescue Your Children and you can sign up for the next one. They are every January, every April, and every August. I give away three nights free training teaching you how you, in your particular situation, can rescue your children from these state indoctrinators. This is what we do. Voting, voting's not going to work. Coke or Pepsi, it's not going to work. Get your children out, give them a real education. Hopefully, we'll then have some real leaders, some decent, honorable people who can lead us in the future. All right, we're done. I don't, I don't think we're going to make it. I think we should invest in the children and their education. I've said enough. I must dash. I have so much to do. But put these dates in your diary before you go. Get your diary out. I know you're busy, but if you don't do it now, you'll forget. On the 31st of October, it's a bad date that's Halloween, but it happens to be a Tuesday. So we're going to do something good for a change. I'm going to sort out algebra. There's no mystery in algebra. I'm going to be doing solving equations. And I'll be showing you the scam that is foundation level textbooks. It applies to higher level textbooks for GCSE as well. I am sick of these textbooks. People say, oh, they don't use textbooks anymore. It's all online now. Yeah, fool. The stuff that's online has come from the textbooks, by the way, just so you know that. What do I know? I've only been a professional teacher. Never mind me. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to show you what's going on and how to fix it, why children are afraid of algebra and they shouldn't be and how easy it really is when things are done properly. So that's Halloween, unfortunately. Sorry about that. That's Tuesday, the 31st of October at 8pm. I'm making that free for all. So you have no excuses. If you're not a Gorilla Edda, you can still come and it's free and it's a masterclass and I'm really good at it. And so will you be too. How good is that? Then on the Saturday, I have the Gorilla Ed Negative Numbers Workshop. It's a whole day workshop on negative numbers. There are only two problems, two key barriers to success in GCSE mathematics. That's 16-year-old mathematics for those outside the UK. And these barriers are for everyone. It's not just people in the UK. The two barriers are multiplication tables and negative numbers. Well, I'm going to sort negative numbers out on Saturday, the 4th of November. Remember, remember the 4th of November in this particular case. There'll be no gunpowder. There'll be no treason, but plenty of plot. That is the 4th of November, Gorilla Red Negative Numbers Workshop. That is not free. There is a nominal fee for that, and you will get some information sent out to you in due course. But reserve those dates. When you see... My free stuff on Tuesday, the 31st of October, when you see what I'm doing in algebra and you see how I'm teaching children and adults, you will want to be at that workshop on the 4th of November, the 4th of November. Remember, remember the 4th of November. Get it in your diary now, please. Awesome. It's all I've got time for. I've got some great guests coming up. I keep saying this. I really have. It's just getting time to record with them. It's time is of the essence. I will get my act together. I will make sure they are there for you. Half term is coming, isn't it? I hope you guys have a lovely half term. In case I don't see you before, probably I will. Maybe I'll even be so organized I'll keep this going throughout half term. I'm not promising, but I will do my best for you. See you on the 31st of October. We're going to be sorting out algebra, solving algebra, and on the 4th of November for the Gorilla Ed Negative Numbers Workshop. All I got for you, except this. Remember, pass this on. Your child can either be educated or schooled. And these things are mutually exclusive. Take back your individual sovereignty and that of your family. Visit sarahplumley.substack.com and subscribe for free to stay up to speed with all things education, not indoctrination. 